Happy New Year. We're in 2023. Can you believe it? How many of you uh, are part of the I Stayed Up Till Midnight Club? Okay, how many of you, uh, that ship sailed long ago? Yeah, yeah, because uh, for, for those of you, you, you don't want to start 2023 tired, right? Like, I, I don't want to start the year off that way. I had, last night, I had the intention of going to bed early, and my kids said, hey, let's stay up. I'm like, okay. So I dozed on the couch till about midnight, and I said, yes, it's bedtime. So uh, it, uh, however you rang in the new year, I'm glad that, that you did, and I'm glad that you're, you're tuning in, whether you're, you're here with us, uh, back in the chapel, watching online, watching later this week. From us to you, Happy New Year. I'm, I'm praying that God's blessing and favor would be over you this year, that he'd walk with you wherever you go. Um, a little bit later at the end of the message, I do want to uh, pray a prayer blessing over each family and each person. Um, but uh, this is the time of year where we start to take inventory of 2022, and we look forward to 2023. We make New Year's resolutions, right? How many of you are resolution people? Like three. Like, okay, everybody else is like, no, that ship sailed again long ago. I have, I have uh, resolutions, but I, went, I started going back to the gym this past week, so I'm not a January 1st club, um, but uh, that, that worked twice. Um, so I'm already in the hole. Um, but this is the time of year where we start to uh, just look at our time and how we spend it, how I spent it in 2022, and how I'm going to spend it in 2023. And, and when I start talking about time, how many of you have ever said something along these lines? Man, time is going by fast. Yeah, I think everybody, in fact, the older I get, the more I say it. It's just a blink, and it's gone. Where did 2020, it feels like a few weeks ago, we're in 2020 pandemic, and I wake up, I'm like, how did we get to 23 already? Like, it, it took forever, but you were here, and it goes so fast. Uh, time goes so fast, and I, I started just thinking about that idea how it's flying, and, and really how I spend my time. And, and I stumbled across some interesting information. The uh, United States Bureau of Labor Statistics, did you know this existed? They, they, they exist um, to bring up statistics. They have what's called an American Time Use Survey. And here are just a few charts. We're going to go quickly. But I want to look at some of these charts. The first one is this. How much time you spend with your family. This is as a kid with your parents. Uh, the, the window, this is the chart. So on the left-hand side is the hours per day you spend with your family versus your age at the bottom. You're like, wow! When you look at it as a chart, blink, and it's gone. Does that make you feel good? Wow, that's, how about this one? Time you spend uh, uh, with your kids, uh, with your children. You look at that window from like the, uh, the, the, the early 20s to the, the late 40s. You have an opportunity. You have a window. And you blink and it's gone. My oldest is, is, is uh, with us t today, but we take her back to the uh, airport next week to go back to Florida. And you realize, blink, and that's gone. Right, how about this one? This one is interesting. Uh, time you spend with friends. It's interesting that when you're younger in high school, and, and our students are upstairs doing a New Year's uh, uh, party, and so I, this section's a little, uh, not as many people there. I'll say it that way. Um, but the time you spend with friends, like, it, it, and it drops. So less than an hour a day as you go over. Uh, how about this one? This one was interesting to me. How much time you spend with your coworkers? Like, I spend more time with my coworkers than my children? Like, wow. It's interesting. Isn't this interesting when you start looking at these things and go, wow, I mean, I don't know there's a lot we can do to change that because, you know, you got to go to work. But how about this one? Time spent with your spouse. Time spent with your spouse. Obviously, in the 20s, you get married and, 
and, and it stays up there. So, you know, obviously, when you're, if you're younger and choosing someone to marry, realize you're going to spend a lot of time with that person. Um, so choose wisely. <laughs> um, probably why we get in so many fights, because we spend time together. We're partners. And then last one. I don't want to end on a sour note, but time spent alone. It's interesting that, A, the government has something that tracks all this stuff. Uh, B, when you look at this stuff, you realize, man, it is just a blink. Where did it go? How am I spending my time right now? I have a window with my children, and it disappears. Like, it's gone so fast. Like, what do we do with this? I'm not a, uh, I was born in the 70s. I wasn't a child of the 70s. Um, but there's an, a, an, an artist by the name of Jim Crochet. Crochet? Crochet? I don't know how to pronounce it because I, I don't really follow him. Some of you know and your children of the 70s. I get you. I don't know anything he sings other than this one song. It's called Time in a Bottle. And there's a line in it that captures this sentiment. There never seems to be enough time to do the things you want to do once you find them. And there are moments I'm like, that's true. Like, I, I, I spend a lifetime trying to figure out what I want to do. I, I work so hard to spend time with my kids, and then, then when I, I, I want to spend time, and it's gone. Let me ask you this question. Is that how we are supposed to live our lives? In a constant battle with time? Are we supposed to spend our lives in this way that, that feels like uh, we never have enough time, fear that I don't have enough, fear that I'm going to lose out? Are we supposed to be in this battle with time that brings up anxiety and stress and tension, and I'm working so hard to spend with my kids that, that, that I'm focusing on more on what we're going to do than actually the moments with my kids? I'm working so hard to try to spend with my family that it's gone before I know it, and I don't realize, and I look back and go, what happened? I don't know if you've ever been there. But sometimes it seems that time is telling us what to do, is controlling us, that we, in some ways, become slaves to time. And I know what you're thinking. Wow, way to encourage us, this 2023 pastor. I'm so glad I'm here. So glad I tuned in. I think it's important to think about as we look back and look forward. My question I'm posing to you is this. How do we live our lives so that time doesn't own us? How do we live our time, our life, not in stress or anxiety that we're going to miss a moment, but to take the most of these moments? The psalmist David writes this in Psalm 39, 4 to 5. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. Encouraged? <laughs> like, wow, how do we live so that time doesn't own us? I mean, these are true. Our life is but a blink. Is it possible? Is it possible to live in such a way where we redeem time, where we use it wisely? If you have your Bible, open up to chapter, uh, Ephesians chapter 5. I believe, as I study and think about this, that Paul gives us a few answers. He gives us some pointers, and that's what I want to do for you in our brief time together, is to talk about how we use our time. How do we use our time? Before we jump into it, Ephesians chapter 5, I'm going to start in verse 15. If you have your Bibles, you can open there, but before we read that, can, can we take a moment and pray and dedicate everything that, that we're going to read to, to God? Lord, open our eyes 
open our ears and open our hearts to receive from you your truth. God, I pray you would plant a seed of truth in our heart and that it would grow, it would take root, and you would change us, transform us by the renewing of our mind as we spend time reflecting on your truth, on your word. Use my words, Lord, in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. So the question, how do we live so that time doesn't own us? I think Paul answers this in his letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, and we'll kind of take it verse by verse and take this apart. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. He says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Okay? Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. He's saying this. Don't live like a fool and just wander about, but make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The time is trying to control you and keep you in stress and anxiety. Paul says, make the most of it. In some versions, he says, use it wisely. Make the best use of it. This word, a use or make the most of it, this idea is literally to redeem time. To redeem If you don't know what this word redeem means, it means to rescue or recover from loss. He's saying that it is possible in how you live your life and the decisions that you make to redeem what was past and to make best use of what is today in the moments we're in. And I read that, I'm like, yes, that's how I want to live. I want to be right there. And it's just encouraging that he says it because here's what it tells me. It's possible. I see people running around crazy, trying to do all these different things, trying to make memories and experiences and, 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 and trying to just relive some past moment or keep up with somebody else who their family is doing cool things, so I feel like I got to do cool things. What Paul's saying is this. It is possible to make the most of these moments that we're given. Remember what David wrote, it's but a breath. What do we do? The question is how? I don't know if you're like me, but like, that's where I want to live. I want every day, like, I'm making the most of it. I'm living so that what I have done is redeemed. What I am doing is, is just given unto God. Like, how do I live there? How do I stay there? I think as we look a little deeper, Paul gives us in the next four verses a few keys. As we dissect what's going on, as we read about what Paul is saying, the challenge to you and I, young and old, Wherever you're at, whatever station in life you're at, Paul has a challenge for you. And we're going to pull out verse by verse just a few key things on how to make the most of our time, how to redeem our time. And that's the question. How do we redeem our time? Let's look at these one by one. Verse 17 says this. Here's the first point. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. You read that at first glance and go, huh? Yeah, isn't that... That's, that's not an answer. What, what is it that God wants us to do? Other versions say, understand God's will. Seek God's will. Understand what he wants you to do. And really, isn't that the question? God, what is your will for my life? Anyone ever ask that? What is God's will? I've, I've talked to many people, and I've been there myself. God, please just show me your will for my life. Is it A or B? God, just teach me your will. If you would just write a letter, a quick phone call, God, that would be really helpful right now. If I could just discern your will. And and I'm guilty of it just as much as the next person, but I think we make discerning God's will way more complicated than it needs to be. Way more difficult 
than it should be. Because if we want to learn God's will, we can get caught sometimes down in this minutia, all these little things, option A, B, C, D, or E, and we're so caught down in this level that we never realize what God's will is, is if we look to him, things start to work out. This will be a light to our path. What is God's will for your life? Let me make it simple. Paul writes it in 1 Thessalonians 4.3. He writes it, ready? This is gonna just blow you away. What is God's will? He writes this. For the will of God, ready? Here it comes. Write it down. Is your sanctification. I know it's a big church word. What does that mean? Sanctification is the process of becoming set apart and more like God. Sanctification, just so let me break down this word just a little bit, is this, this dichotomy of already but not yet. Once you are saved and say, Jesus, come into my life, forgive me my sins, you are sanctified. But that then also starts the process of becoming more like God. Each and every day, my decisions are, God, will this draw me closer to you? Will this cause me to, to, to know more about you? You want to understand God's will for your life, it's right there. Follow him. Listen to his voice. God's will for your life is to become more like him. Become set apart. And, and I know there's a hundred different ways I could go with this. But as I was praying, I believe that the point that I want to pull out here is this. How do we redeem our time? Number one, be intentional with your spiritual growth. Be intentional with your growth. God, your will is for me to grow and become like you and set apart. So each day, I will for me and my family make decisions that will help us grow. One of these areas, and, and I'm a pastor, so I, I'm, I'm going to say it, and you may throw stuff at me, but what is one of the simplest things we can do to grow? You ready? Take your family to church. <laughs> it's like, as soon as I say that, you're like, ah, it's a big commercial. There's the pastor saying it again. Listen, I understand that. In fact, if I was sitting where you're at, I might say the same thing. But when I pray about it, there's a, there's a hundred different strategies, and, and I want you to find strategy. But sometimes some of the symbol is just take your kids to church. Just, just make it consistent. I know it's not easy always to do that, but isn't that exactly the point? Spiritual growth is not easy, but when I show my kids intentional effort, that's what rubs off. When my dad, uh, when I was growing up, my dad said, when the church doors are open, we're gonna be there. And it taught me that intentional effort, that God is the center. Now, I understand things we miss, and as soon as I say this, people are like, ah, now I feel guilty. The point is not to have any, if you have guilt, you're released in Jesus' name. I just want you to think about, this is just a simple thing you can do. What are we gonna do to be intentional with our growth? I, I, I believe this. God has put together a, a team here uh, as pastors and leaders of BCA that, uh, and I don't just say this because I'm part of it. I mean, that's obviously part of it because I'm pretty good myself. Um, we have an incredible team who, who, who lives and breathes and prays on how to come alongside you and your family and help you grow, help you to be intentional. And, and I thought about this for a second. I said, and I asked them, I, I just, I can't ask them all. I asked a few of them. If you had 15 seconds in front of people to share with them how you want to come alongside them in 2023, some things you have going on, what would you say? And I said, let's take it a step further. In fact, send me a quick video of what you would say what you would invite them to. It might sound like a bit of commercial, and there's a piece of that, yes. But I need you to hear this. So I want you to hear what a few of them have to say. There's about four of them. If you had 15 seconds, what would you say? Watch this. 
All right, so you already heard me. January 4th, 6.30 p.m. is our next United Night. And you think I'm just saying this because I'm our worship pastor and I want people to show up. But genuinely, it's been a year where you're probably tired. You'd like a Wednesday off, but the best way to find rest is in the presence of God. So join us, meditate on God's word, glorify him and praise him for all he's doing. But would you be there on the 4th of January at 6.30 p.m.? BCA Kids is all about finding and following Jesus for a lifetime. One of the ways that we're going to do that this next year is our 9 a.m. Sunday School. We are so excited to be starting a new program where your kids have the opportunity to grow deeper into God's Word. Another awesome opportunity for your family is our Wednesday Night Awana program. Join us every Wednesday at 6.30 here at BCA where your kids will build relationships, work on Bible memorization, and grow in their relationship with Jesus. We hope to see you and your families be connected with BCA Kids this next year. Hey, BCA, Pastor Caleb here. Me and Sierra are driving back from Christmas with family and all of that. But we are so excited for this next year of ministry with True Life and BCA. We are so excited to see our students dive deep in the word, to know Jesus, to be able to love people like he does, and to see the kingdom of God grow through the local church. That's our heart. That's our desire. We are excited for it, refreshed for it, for an amazing 2022. This year, we have some incredible classes coming up for our young adults and adults. We have Money Life, a class on stewarding your finances well. We've got basic Christian beliefs and a great opportunity for new believers or people that want to grow in their knowledge of God and his word. We have men's and women's Bible studies and many other classes that you can join to go deeper in your faith to learn more about God and who you are in Christ. So it's 2023, by the way. Um, I, and obviously they're pastors, so when I say 15 seconds, they take 30, um, so, which is why I said 15. I, I, I know some stuff. Um, anyway, please hear the hearts behind some of this team. There's more stuff. We just want to come alongside you and help you be intentional in your growth. That's, that's it. No judgment. If you can't make it, get it. But we want to offer opportunities that we can do this. We want to help you be intentional with your spiritual growth. There are, like we said, money life's coming up. There's an explore class coming up, BCB. Things for you to sign up. They're on our website right now. You can sign up. In fact, I want you to jot something down. What are you going to get involved in? What are you going to and maybe bring your kids to? Just think about it. Would you think and pray about it with me? Here's the deal. When we're intentional with our spiritual growth, what we're doing is we're saying, time, you don't have room to control me because I'm going to be intentional with what I'm doing. How do we redeem time? We've got to be intentional with our spiritual growth. Make 2023 that year. And next, Paul goes on. I won't stay there. He goes on to verse 18. He says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Uh, maybe that's a New Year's resolution. It's right there. We don't even need to preach on it. It'll ruin your life, period. Amen. Moving on. Instead, he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Here's what I want you to hear. What is a way to redeem our time, that's point two, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You and I, on our best day, with our best laid plans, on our strongest days, with everything in place, can't do it on our own. It's not enough. I can work as hard as I want. I, I, I can, I can uh, do everything and have all these best laid plans, read all of these books, but if I am not, as Paul says, filled with the Spirit and his power, I can't on my own redeem time. God is the redeemer. I say, Holy Spirit, come in and guide me on my path as what I choose, where I go, what I do. I, I, I will work hard. 
I will use all the efforts and resources that you have, but God, I want you to bathe it in the Holy Spirit so that you're guiding me every step of the way. That is how we redeem time. We ask the Holy Spirit to come in, and then we listen to his still small voice guiding us. My, every year I pick like a theme verse for my year, and my theme this year for, for me, my family, and I shared with some of my team the same thing, Zechariah 4, 6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Holy Spirit, would you guide my works and my actions? Well, you need to ask and listen. I'm gonna get back to this one because I think it's like this nugget of wisdom in the middle of it. But what being filled with the Holy Spirit does, it causes our time to be in his hands and there's no greater place for it to be. We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It, Paul goes on. I'm gonna be quick with these. Number three, he says, uh, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. What is Paul saying to redeem our time here? Number three, worship constantly. May it just be always flowing out of your heart. In order it, for it to flow out of your heart, you gotta put it in there. You gotta read, you gotta sing, you gotta listen to worship music. And it's not just singing, because I know some of you are more gifted in singing than others. Um, but it's just constantly having that song in your heart. In fact, um, I get made fun of every once in a while here and down the halls and where I am. I whistle and hum wherever I go. Like, people make fun of me. Like, I know Adam's coming. He's whistling down the hall. Uh, and I'm pretty proud of it, actually. Like, make, make fun of me all you want. But I, I want there to be a song in my heart. In fact, I learned it from a pastor who is now with Jesus, who I worked under several years ago. And he wouldn't just whistle or hum down the hall. He would beller. Oh, oh, Jesus. He would just sing. And you're like, dude. But there's a constant song in his heart. I want that to be said of me. To, to be constantly be singing. Psalm 34, one says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my mouth. Memorize scripture, listen to worship, repeat it throughout your day. Why is this part of redeeming time? Because when we create a habit to consistently be in praise, it puts time in a new perspective. I understand it's his. I'm praising God for these moments. God, I belong to you. Remind me daily that this is all for you. I don't want to be owned by time. I want to lay it at his feet because he's worthy, amen? How do we redeem our time? Number three, worship constantly. And then number four, he says in verse 20, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's the fourth way to redeem time? Give thanks. Make it a habit. We talk about it at Thanksgiving. Maybe it's a season. Don't let it pass. Give thanks for all that he does. I, I, how many of you are on social media every once in a while? If, if you're not, don't jump on there. Just too much stuff. But I am. <laughs> so follow me because I have great posts. Um, every once in a while on Facebook and different things, you get like memories or maybe it's through your phone book on your phone, you get memories like, hey, five years ago, here's where you were, right? Uh, five years ago, so, uh, this time of year, because, you know, Christmas and, and New Year's, it's, it's gatherings and different things. The other day, I have a, a reminder of something that happened seven years ago at Christmas, and my oldest daughter, who's now in college in Florida, uh, she was in grade school, and she opened up a lava lamp, you know, for Christmas. It was the coolest thing. And, and over her shoulder was uh, my, my, my son, um, who's just a, just, he's just a, it's a baby, like, whoa. And, and I look at this picture, and I'm like, oh. if you're a parent, you understand. 
If you're living, you understand. You look past these things and go, oh. And I have these moments, I'm like, man, if I could just go back to those moments, right? If I could just go back and relive that moment. I find myself sometimes becoming a little sentimental. I'll admit it. I'm mad enough to admit I, I'm a sentimental guy. I heard a, a message, in fact, it was by my brother, and it reminded me that this word sentimental it means this. It means feelings of sadness and regret for the past. I'm like, wait, is sentimental something I want to live? I mean, listen, I'm not saying looking back at these pictures and, 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 and wanting those moments and, and appreciating those. I'm not saying that's bad. There's nostalgia that, that, that helps us propel us forward. But when we look back at the past and with this almost a sadness, what we're doing is, is, is we're grieving like, ah, it's gone. What if instead we look at those and say, God, I loved that moment. Thank you for that gift. What if instead, with your moments with your kids, rather than think this is going to be gone in a moment, we say, God, thank you for this moment. Help me capture this moment. What if you look past, maybe you're on in years and you look past and you look at photo albums and all these other things, instead of sadness, you go, God, thank you. Doesn't it put it in perspective? God, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. Here's why thanksgiving and giving thanks constantly is so important. Paul says in Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Don't be anxious about anything. Here is the truth about giving thanks. Giving thanks breaks depression of the past and is our defense against anxiety for the future when we can live there. How do we redeem our moments? How do we redeem the past? We give thanks. God, thank you. God, thank you. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for my parents. Thank you for all of these things. And when you look at memories, love them, appreciate them. It's okay to miss them. But first, give thanks. It is one of the steps, as Paul writes, to redeem our time. He, he says, be intentional. Worship consistently. Give thanks. And, and that metal one, be filled with the Spirit is the one I want to park on because I don't think we can do any of these other things apart from the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I, I'm not good enough to remember to be thankful all the time. When I look at these pictures, it does cost like, oh, I want those moments. Holy Spirit, would you remind me, that still small voice, to give thanks in that moment. Holy Spirit, would you put a song in my heart today that when I'm walking down the hall, I can't help Repeat scripture, whistle a tune, sing at the top of my lungs. God, help me to remember to be intentional each and every day when I wake up on Monday and don't feel like it. Holy Spirit, would you guide me? That is what the Holy Spirit is intended, is an intention for your life. That is his role in your life. I want to encourage you in 2023, there's a lot of resolutions I want you to make. But would you say, my intent this year is to be filled, to be bathed with the Holy Spirit, invite him into every single moment because I know that on my best day, I'm not enough. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need something bigger than me. If you get nothing else from me today, as you look down 2023, would you let the Holy Spirit empower you to redeem those moments, to make the choices. His job is to be that still small voice to guide you in all of these little things. I don't know what 2023 will bring. I pray God's favor and blessing over you. 
I pray God is with you, walking with you. But I also know there will be battles because we're not in heaven yet. There'll be times when, when you're, you're at the end of your rope. There may be times when you're like, I'm not sure which way's up. Those are the moments we need to say, Holy Spirit, may I listen to you in these moments. That's his role, to speak, to walk through these moments with you. I want to end in a story. A story I recently read that really explains the role of the Spirit and the challenge that I'm presenting to you today. It was a story that happened several years ago. I read it in a news article or a magazine. I don't remember where it was, but there was a pilot by the name of Jim O'Neill. He had a hobby of flying his Cessna over the, the countryside of the United Kingdom. It's, it's what he loved to do it. He loved to fly his plane. And I don't know if any pilots out there, but it's just something when you're up there and you're alone and just freeing. And he just did it regularly. And he was up on a routine flight in his Cessna, small engine, uh, small aircraft, um, flying when he reached altitude and was cruising just like every other time. When suddenly his vision began to blur. And it began to get foggy and dizzy. And, and suddenly... It went completely gone. He was completely blind. You're by yourself in a Cessna, flying blind. You need your eyes for these things, to see your instruments. They're helpful. You need your eyes to see what's going on around you. And you, you imagine being at, the, at the, 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 the steering wheel, I guess, of an airplane, and you can't see a thing. He radios in and says, mayday, mayday, help, help. And he says the words, I'm flying blind. Anyone ever feel that way in life? Just flying blind, I don't know, I don't know. He radios, mayday, help. It happens, it just so happens that, that nearby, listening to this call for help was a, a Royal Air Force pilot named Paul Girard. He jumps in his small aircraft, which happens to be there at the, uh, the Air Force base, and, and he gets to altitude and flies and finds Jim, and, and he brings his plane alongside, and and what's interesting when I read this article, it kept saying these things. He said, he just gently and calmly said, Jim, my name's Paul Girard. I'm going to bring you home. Just listen to my voice. We're going to bring this thing in. And you can imagine Jim going, ah, I can't see. In the st- you, Paul, you, you don't ha- I have the wheel. I need you here. Why don't you jump out of your plane and into mine and fly me home? He said, we're, we're going we're to go to a, a going to get you home. And he just started gently Telling directions, hey, Jim, I need you to bring the nose up a little bit. Jim, adjust the roll just a little bit, Jim. Just level it out here. Jim, uh, uh, listening to Paul, Paul guides him to the nearest landing strip, and, and they begin their descent, and, and they get close to the landing, and, and, and Paul sees that Jim's plane is just off. He says, if we land this thing, he's going to die. And, and, and Paul gently and calmly says, Jim, let's pull back up. We'll circle around. We're, we're, we'll try it again. We'll try it again. So he pulls up and together, Paul gently just speaking to Jim. They try it for landing number two. And again, the plane was all weird and, and, and it wasn't going where, because you can imagine Jim's just stressed. And Paul just gently and quietly says, Jim, let's pull up and let's try it again. So he pulls up and circles again. And the third time something different happened, Jim just kind of let go and said, okay, I'm going to listen. And Jim blindfolded, but blind, with the gentle, quiet, still voice of Paul in his headset, lands perfectly. 
they get him to the hospital and they find out it was a stroke. When you're up at altitude, when you have a stroke, uh, it, it uh, cuts off the blood circulation to your eyes and you're blind. And uh, they make it to the hospital and you can just imagine when they reunited later, there was hugs and thank yous and uh, you just imagine. And as I read that, thinking about 2023 for us, I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me, say, that's what I want to do with you. Would you listen? Would you just open your ears? And he's not, he's not going to tell you, here's the exact plan, A, B, C, D, we're going to get to the landing strip and, you're gonna, and everything's going to be fine. He just, he'll just give you what you need for the moment. All right, bring the nose up a little bit. And you were probably like me and like, I'm going to wreck this thing. And the Holy Spirit says, all right, let's pull it back up. Let's, let's try it again. That's, that's what being filled with the Spirit is. It's this life of, of it's just, I want to listen. Direct me. Guide me. Here's, here's why I close with this story. Because I believe God wants to help us this year redeem time. But it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to be intentional with your spiritual growth, but we need the Spirit to to guide us. I want you to worship constantly. Let the Holy Spirit speak. I want you to learn to give thanks in all things, to kill anxiety, to break depression, but it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's how I'm gonna close. Would you stand with me? And I'm gonna pray a prayer over you. Pray a prayer blessing. And then we're just going to take a quick moment before you leave and, and respond and let the Holy Spirit speak to each of us before you leave and dedicate our 2023 to him. So would you bow your heads with me as I pray? Lord, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for moments. God, we thank you for the difficult times that you used to cause us to look to you. We thank you for the great times in 2022. But God, now we look at 2023 and the things that you have. God, I pray that we would lay our lives at your feet. God, I pray, number one, you would help us to be intentional with becoming more like you. Intentional with with, with our desire to grow and grow deeper in our faith and our knowledge of the word of God, planting it in our hearts. God, would you help us God, would you help us constantly have words of praise and worship, scriptures that we've memorized come to mind just constantly this year. And we find ourselves just repeating it, humming it, singing it. God, I pray that you would teach us to give thanks this coming year for the moments. Not so busy, so worried and stressed about missing a moment and all the things we have, but to enjoy the moments you've given us to redeem these moments. But most of all, and most importantly, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would fill each and every person in this room with your power to live. As we invite you in, may we be purposeful with listening to that still small voice guiding us on in our journey. Holy Spirit, would you just, on each family, pour out your your spirit and your power. God, I pray blessing and favor over each person here, over families, over individuals, over relationships. God, I pray your blessing and your favor would guide, would guard, would lead, would restore, would redeem. May 2023 be a year 
for we are so in tune and in step with you, O oh God, the author and perfecter of our faith. Would you guide us and direct us, and we give it to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen to me before you leave. I'm gonna invite the prayer team to come down. So if you're here, prayer team, would you come and, and be available up here? If, uh, if you're a pastor or a volunteer pastor, I know we don't often ask this, but, but maybe, maybe you could come down too and find a place. Because here's what I want you to do before you leave, and then we're dismissed. Would you consider before you leave, grab your family, grab your spouse, grab somebody, and just come and pray with one of these just for a blessing over your year. Before you leave, let's not be in a hurry. Would you come down and pray with one of these? Maybe there's another need that you have. Maybe uh, there's healing or, or provision or I don't know what it is. Maybe you came into something that I didn't even mention. Would you just take a moment before you leave and come pray with one of these? One of these great individuals, these couples. Would you allow them to pray? And prayer team, I don't even know if I told you this, but I want you to just pray a prayer blessing for 2023 over anybody who comes down and talks with you. This is where we want to start. Jesus, this, this is just a January 1st, 2023. I may be tired, but I'm dedicating it to you and I need your blessing and your favor. Would you consider doing that before you leave? If, if maybe that's too much and you're like, ah, that's, that's scary. Maybe just say a prayer with somebody sitting next to you. But before you rush out, before you move on with the day, before you go check football scores, would you say, Jesus, this is yours. Fill me and guide me. You come down, you can come even now. If, if you need to go, feel free to go. I just want you to know I love you. We believe in you. We want to come alongside you this year and help you to become more like Jesus more this year than last year. I pray God's favor and blessing, his protection over you. May his favor cover you as a shield as you go about this year. Give it all to him. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day.